Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Print Design Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Hopkins. Thanks so much for stopping by and checking this out. If you're here, you're probably a design fan, a print fan, one might say. And this episode is going to be an absolute gem for you. You've probably already seen my guest on the show is Tony from Industry Print Shop. Now, if you haven't met Tony and you don't know about Tony or Industry, first, where you've been. Second, you're in for a treat. I, I titled this episode Story Time with Tony because the guy has stories for days. But before, before I get too wild into telling you all about that, I'm, I'm, I will, I promise. Just hang tight a sec here. I have to tell you about two really important things because I know you're design fans. I know you're fans of print. I got to tell you about a couple of things. First up, International Print Day. International Print Day is October 25th. It is a worldwide event that is run online. It's an online conference where you can tune in to speakers talking about all things print, new technology, marketing with print, all kinds of different things. Oh, and did I mention that it's a free event? Yeah, well, if I didn't, it is. Head over to internationalprintday.org to sign up for that. It is totally free and you can tune into some or all of the talks and you're going to enjoy it. And don't forget to tune in on that day at 6.50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because me, Dave Hopkins, and Gabby from Print Design Academy, we are doing a little talk about why print is rad. That's it. Why print is awesome. What's going on in the print industry? We're doing a little talk. That's 6.50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on October 25th, International Print Day. Go sign up for free. Also happening on October 25th is Print Across America. This is basically a coordinated giant open house for all kinds of print shops who are participating in this event. Head over to printacrossamerica.com to see what print shops in your area are hosting an open house on this day. Happens to be the same day as International Print Day, which is awesome. That's kind of cool. And last but not least, you're a fan of print. You love print. So let us make your life easier at Print Design Academy. Down in the description of this podcast episode, there is a link to download our free print ready files checklist. Having files print ready is one of the biggest anxieties that designers have come to us with. It's the thing that we get the most questions on. So we decided to make it super easy for you to export your files to make sure that they are print ready to the point of boiling it down to a checklist. Walk through this checklist and you know with 100% confidence that your files will be print ready when you send them to the printer. Get that completely for free at the link down in the description of this podcast episode, along with the links to industry and links to International Print Day, links to Print Across America, all of the awesome things happening. October is stacked, my friends. Good things happening. So back to what I was saying before. Tony at Industry Print Shop. We talk about the early days of Industry Print Shop, important key projects that came to him, how they came to him, how they went. We talk about big project fails. We talk about decisions that were made in the business that led him to other projects, entering into other spaces. Talk about a South by Southwest event back in the day that really solidified, oh man, there's something here 
for Tony. We talk about things that are inspiring him right now. Talk about things that are important to him on this mission that he's on. Just an amazing episode. Tony is just a super genuine, honest guy, a great guy to chat with. I first met him, I, I knew about Tony, but I had the opportunity to actually shake his hand and say hello face to face at the Into the Woods event put on by Lincoln Design Co. And it was a cool thing. He's out there like screen printing postcards. We talk a little bit about it in this episode. So we had a little chat there and we continued talking after the event. And here he is on the show. I'm sorry I'm talking so much, but I'm just priming you for this awesome episode. So let's get right into it and let me kick it over to my fantastic guest, Tony with Industry Print Shop. Here we go. Welcome to the Print Design Podcast the show where we talk about all things print and packaging. We go behind the scenes with designers and talk about the print projects they designed that really rocked their world. From file prep to holding the finished product in their hand and all the key decisions in between. So let's talk ink on paper. Tony, welcome to the Print Design Podcast, man. So glad to have you here. Thanks, Dave. Oh, I really appreciate you asking to yeah. speak with me about this. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I have known about you for a while, just to like set the stage here a little bit. I've known okay. about you in industry for a while. I've known Matt uh, Doss, a mutual friend of ours, for a few years now. And, you know, at Into the Woods, the conference that where we met in person for the first time, um, that was really my first opportunity to meet all of these designers and people that I'd known about and connected with online for three plus years in person. So it was such a cool experience to have all that going on. And then, you know, I love print with the print design podcast and stuff. And there you are like slamming through live screen printing. I'm like, yes. So it was just such a, a really cool event and opportunity to meet these great people, meet you, see you in your craft, just doing that outside. Um, so I really appreciated being there and just you taking the time to, to chat with me here. No, um, you know, I, I would be, I'd be surprised if you hadn't heard of us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, right. But, but you I, should say that. But, but I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, like we, you know, we're, we're a, a staple, if you will, in, in the design community. And, and I don't take that lightly. I, I feel it's a very, uh, it, it's an honor and privilege, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to serve creatives. And, uh, you know, at Into the Woods, you know, Dan, Lincoln was, I, I'm pretty sure that Crop opened the door for Lincoln to, like, to have their first talk, their first workshops, yeah. or, the, you know, like within this like little conference scene. Yeah. And so um, Matt and I, we put on a pop-up crop in Portland. And so the feet on the ground was Lincoln. So we were, we've been doing a lot of stuff with Lincoln and Dan reached out with, uh, when they were launching into the woods and he's like, we, we want you guys to be there. Actually it was, yeah, it was right before crop cause he was coming down to Austin for crop. And he was like telling, telling us about it. And yeah. you know, like we'd love for you to come out. It's like, dude, like absolutely. Like, what, like want to be 
so involved as much as as involved as you let us yeah and so it kind of came into like you know matt and i being presenters doing a talk mm-hmm. and it was the first conference where like not only myself but the shop wasn't so like we, we go to these conferences and we are you know either speaking doing a workshop but also like manning a table where we're printing the merch for the conference or just like like it's always just a grind at these conferences yeah, usually a lot i love it right but yeah. at the same time i'm like there's a little bit of me it's like man like 98 percent of you guys are just here like you know chilling loving it to kind of vacation type of thing and um i was really excited to be able to kind of like step back and really just kind of be one of the experiencers, right? I to have the talk yeah. and everything, but nothing going on afterwards. Yeah. But at, as like time kind of went on, and I mean, just like not a lot of time, like a few days ago, I was like, man, I, I, I can't not do something, you know? <laughs> and yeah. Dan was like, dude, like, you don't have to worry about it. Don't, you know, you have to, because last time when we came up to pop-up crop, I mean, we brought, like, we just had boxes and crates and all this. <laughs> we had a workshop at Nike as well. Uh, yeah. in Beaverton. So, you know, it just it took a lot of stuff. And so he, he was like, we don't need all that. <clears throat> you know, we don't, it's okay. And yeah. I was like, dude, I got something like, it's going to be in my backpack. Like I'm not, I no budget. I, I don't care. Like I'm just going to do this. And yeah. so that's where we came up with the, you know, the little postcards. This yeah. is kind of like a camp, not very, you know, signed sort of, you know, I mean, it was in a lodge and everything, but it was out in nature, kind of had those yeah. camp vibes and, you know, you're away. It's like, let's write a postcard, you know, like yeah. print postcards so that way people can write to themselves or just whatever, right? Or just have a little yeah. keepsake. Um, and, you know, I mean, you saw it. It was like, yeah. it was maybe as big as a clipboard, you know? Yeah, just, just tiny little desktop screen, screen printer. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, I, I've, I, I've done those little activations before when it's kind of trying to keep it low impact, low key. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really enjoy it. I, I love uh, showing people the process and yeah. the magic of screen printing. Yeah, a lot of people were really hyped that you were out there crowding around you, just like slaying these little postcards, put them out on the table. And those were take, picked up and taken off the table as fast as you could put them down. Like, that yeah. was awesome to see. Yeah, yeah. Just that I, I, massive I that. appreciation. And now it's funny that you said like the you know that kind of camp vibe, that into the woods vibe. I often joke because I was the I think I had the most into the woods experience there because when I went to book my hotel to stay there, it had, I waited way too long. It had already booked up, so I was ten minutes down the road in a tent camping at a campground. Wow! So yeah, amongst like the kind of a few groups that we were hanging out with, uh, that was the joke. Is that man, you got the most into the woods experience. You're not in this four star resort. You're down the road in a tent. That's so, doing it right, mind. bro. Like, you know, like <laughs> honestly, man. Like, I I think you did it right. I, I got to take notes for next time. That's right. We'll have a big crew tenting down the road. That's yeah, <laughs> the full experience. One hundred. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Um, you know, the great intro. I loved having you there at Into the Woods and getting to meet you there. Um, for the listeners here that just aren't aware who you are, who industry is, why don't we just kick it over to you for like a brief introduction? Tell us who you are and what you got cooking. Yeah, uh, I'm Tony Diaz. I, uh, the founder, owner, president of Industry Print Shop. <clears throat> I um, started this shop in 2007. 
mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, uh, it was right after this, this, uh, this, this time on, on the road, um, touring in bands. Cool. So I'll, I'll give you like the, the quick and dirty, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> so as with most screen printers, you know, it's like, I wanted to be a rock star. And the reason I say that is because it's like, every time I was like, oh, why'd you start a shop? It was like, oh, is my band need a t-shirt or, you know, something of that nature usually. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted to be a rock star. Um, uh, quickly found out that that's really hard. It's like, if you're going to be in a <laughs> yeah. band, there's, you, there's, there's like multiple people, you know, maybe three up to five people that all have to have the same like singular goal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and as young as we were, you know, like 1920, you know, there was the, we're like, it's the first time we're out of the house on our own, like attempting adulting. But, you know, there's some people that have school jobs, girlfriends and things like that. It was like, when we would practice, oh, I got to go with my girlfriend. Or it's like nobody was like only me and my buddy were like fully in. And that's really hard to do without without everybody fully in. Yeah. And so I I was I loved the scene. I, I wanted to still participate. And so I started a T-shirt line and uh, started just putting some designs on T-shirts. And I was going out to shows. I give them to my friends that were in bands kind of bigger um and it it eventually like and then i'd set up and i'd be selling the shirts you know kids see the shirts on stage and then you know mm-hmm. oh right next to the merch table and you know people were interested and were buying it and i got it into some stores um you know like hot topic picked it up some skate shops picked it up and things like that nice. so while all that was going on <clears throat> i was uh i was selling the merch i was selling my stuff and the bands were like, hey, look, this is cool. We love you doing this. This is all great. But can you sell our merch too? <clears throat> and so it was like I became the, the, uh, the resident like, merch guy in Austin. The merch guy. Like, merch guy for whoever, everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> and that put me in the, you know, the same room and the same company of bands coming in on tour. And I'd meet them, become friends with them. And they were my, they were my heroes. It's like, I looked up to them. I wanted to be just like them. I became friends with these touring bands that were coming in. And after a while, uh, one of the bands I became really good friends with and went on a a small tour with beforehand, they got signed to a major label. The band was called Autopilot Off. And they got signed to a major label and they gave me a call. They said, we just finished our record. We're going on to, this was a September of 02, no, 03, September okay. of 03. And I just got married, just got yeah. married, went on a honeymoon, get the call from autopilot off. <laughs> we just recorded major label debut. We're hitting the road in January. We want you to be our merch guy for, yeah. you know, for the entire stint. Um, and you know, I, I, hang up the phone and I turn over to Jennifer and I was like, APO just asked me to go on the road with them. And she's like, awesome. That's amazing. You know, (laughs) go. And so 
did that and was really loving life. You know, I felt like the reason why I wanted to be in a band was not necessarily to like write music and, and, and record and, you know, that, that, that's part of it. Obviously that's part of it. But, but for me, it was like the touring, the, the, the thought of touring, being in a different city, spreading energy, like just like being involved in that scene, uh, giving a reason for kids and even big cities or even small towns to like come out and experience like punk rock. Right. Like that's what I wanted. Yeah. And so I was able to do that Why? with just being a merch guy. And whatever I get myself into, it's like I, I throw, especially if I'm like this much is too in, interested in it. But with this, I was like all interested in it. But I went <laughs> all super all in and um, kind of, you know, became this extra member of the band. Uh, mm-hmm. I, was, I was part of the band. Right. And uh, I would when the bands would play. It's, it's like I, my energy was like as if I was right front in the stage, singing awesome. all the words, pumping my fist, <clears throat> jumping when, when they were jumping with the brakes. Yeah. And um, I, that with that passion and enthusiasm, it's infectious, it's contagious, yeah. right? And so when people were like, this guy is like extra hype man, like what, what like, he really likes this band and oh, they're actually really good. And what my, my enthusiasm drove merch sales. Right. Yeah. And so I became just really good at that and, you know, driving sales and revenue for the band. Cause that's mm-hmm. really, you know, they're on a major label, but still with any band, it's the merch that, you know, puts food on the table a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And, while that was going on, I was still doing my clothing line. Uh, my design chops were getting refined. I was designing for bands. Uh, I had a relationship with the screen print shop here in Austin and was sending work there. When I was home, I'd work there, learning the ins and outs of screen printing. And uh, uh, time goes on and I start, jump, like, I start jumping around with another few bands. APO was taking some break, uh, uh, some time off. and. I'm on the road and this band that is from Austin, I'm really good friends with, and they were signed. They were called Near Miss. They just recorded a new record. Uh, we're on tour somewhere and we're not even on tour together, but somehow we like cross paths. We're hanging out. They're telling me about their new record and that they're short a guitar player. If, if I know anybody who, you know, who do you, you know, who do you know? Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about it. And, and then all of a sudden, I believe it was the drummer. He's like, wait a minute. Wait, I think you play guitar, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, why don't, why not you? And so <laughs> I was like, yeah, why not me? Absolutely. Yeah. So I learned the songs. Um, I was on tour. Uh, uh, the singer Jeremy, I had a, like a, like a little camcorder, like, nice. you know, like, with, with with tape in it, a cassette tape. <laughs> yeah, but, but I had a camcorder, and uh, I recorded him playing along with the demo CD. And so while I was on the road, I had like this huge fat, like Dell laptop that I was like watching the video on and I could still hear it. And I was just sitting in the back of the van learning the songs. Yeah. Uh, and while my time was up with that band, I was on tour with it was Rufio. I was their merch guy. Uh, I came back home and took off with near miss. So like I'm, you know, 10 years later from when I was 16 to be like, I want 
to be a rock star. I want to tour. I want to play music. Yeah. Now I'm doing it. And we're on tour. And, and, and it was different than APO. APO is a major label. We were on a bus. And, or, you know, we're, if, if we were in a van and trailer for a smaller tour, like we were in hotels every night. We didn't have to stay on anybody's floor. It, it was set up. And I was getting really good money. Like, nice. even for today's standards, it was solid money. Uh, and it was completely different with Near Miss. We were more of like a mid-range kind of opener band, you know, main yeah. support type of stuff. Uh, yeah. And we were definitely crashing at the venue, uh, in the parking lot, in people's houses if we were lucky. Just in that and, grind. Yeah. And so we were on Warp Tour and we go through, we're... we're we were on a leg where it goes into Canada. And I mean, as for a reason, Canadians love their own and our drummer was Canadian. So we were big in Canada, right? Yeah. So we, we were playing and they put us on the main stage and there's like, you know, and it was in the like early evening. So it was like a really prime time. And there was a lot of people, it was like 5,000 people. And we're just, we get to the, like our single, like the first video song for the new record. And I mean, it's just ape shit. Like people yeah. are just like, it, it was, it was just this like energy, like dome. Like I just, like, yeah. that's, I don't know. It was just, it was crazy. And I'm playing and, and I'm, experiencing this really like euphoric moment you know like i'm getting caught up in the energy and and i explain it have you seen soul the disney movie soul no i haven't seen that one so, so there's a movie called soul and it's about uh, a jazz pianist and okay. and essentially he talks about being in flow right yeah his you know it, you're you're in flow but you know it, it kind of shows like this other dimension of like yeah where you are, what, what you're doing when you're in flow. Like you don't yeah. notice anything else going on in like the physical world. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. Like when I saw that movie, I was like, that, that's what that was. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't even like, I tell the stories, like, I don't even know if I was playing at that moment because I was just so caught <laughs> up in, in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, I, it was this, this like insane aha moment that, I'm living my dream. Th yeah. This is it. Like mom was right. You know, you work hard, you persist, you know, you don't give up and, and yeah. good things are going to happen. And, and it absolutely was, it was, it was happening right before my eyes. And, and it was this whole time, but it was just like, it was like a slap in the face. Like, do you realize what you're, what's going on right here? Like this mm -hmm. is, this is something you've always wanted and you, you've reached it. This, this is the ultimate. So by being like designer, screen printer, merch guy was like the big gateway to that ultimate dream of like living that kind of like rock star life, you know, living on the road and delivering, you know, great music and emotion and, and that, you know, feeling to crowds and audiences, you know, all over. Yeah, 100%. That's exactly what was going on. So, you know, I'm, I'm you know, you can imagine like this, this like, internal feeling I have like I'm just like yeah. like wow it's like I'm cloud nine like you know and and the next day I, I was over it I was done I had been on tour for a few years 
uh, I, I, like I said earlier, like I got married and then left. Yeah. So yeah. I was kind of ready to, I was just ready for something else. And it was yeah. so wild to think that like, this is something I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, and I was living through it. But then it was just like this ultimate like exclamation point of like, dude, you are, you've done it. You are doing yeah. it. And, and like I said, I wasn't doing it to like get my songs out or try to get a, a gold record or anything like that. It was just to yeah. play, just to play. That's all I wanted. And, um, and I was just done with it. I was, I was over it. It, it was hard. It, that, that road life is really hard. Yeah. And so I was married to music, but I had design and screen printing as like my side chick the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, all right, cool. I think I'm ready to pursue my side chick here and, yeah. and really just, you know, go for it. I came back home, uh, spent a little bit more time at that, at that print shop that I had been working with and working at. And, and then I just, I opened up industry in 2007. So and, well, give me like just yeah. a little bit more about like the, the, the business side of things. Cause I'm, I'm Please, always yeah. fascinated by the business side of things. So did you have a bunch of dough from touring that you just like bought your first screen print machine and just went for it? Did you acquire another shop? Like what's that like little, give me a few minutes of like the little startup grind there. Sure. Uh, so I, I did have some money. Uh, I had been, you know, I had a, I had the clothing line. I, I, then I, throughout that whole time, I, kind of also had a record label and I was putting out seven inch records and, and, uh, I, I, from working at that other shop, it, you know, they printed t-shirts and posters and I wanted to, I was like, that's all that I kind of, I didn't, that was my experience with screen printing shops in a business. I didn't know that having, posters as a service at a t-shirt shop was weird or not the norm, right? Like I only knew what I knew yeah. and, and I really loved printing posters. And so I kind of had this idea of what all I needed, you yeah. know, like, okay, you need this, you need this. I had that insider knowledge. And so I just kind of started like Craigslist, uh, you know, looking for used equipment, really, yeah. um, uh, new equipment for what I was getting was just completely out of budget. Yeah. And so I just started acquiring equipment piece by piece, a little bit here, a little bit there, you know? Um, and, and I, throughout this whole time, because I'm just kind of like a, you know, hustler grinding, trying to find my way throughout was yeah. uh, I, I was, I ended up, the, the print shop was like, we keep subbing out all of our embroidery goods. Why don't you get an embroidery machine and you already have this like built-in business? And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. So I did that and I hated it. Like it was not printing <laughs> at all. Like I hate embroidery. And yeah. so I was, you know, I, some money that I had to get that machine, you know, I sold it. And just kept getting more print equipment and uh, uh, it, it was it's I had all this great equipment however like I still was missing a lot of things I was still burning screens out in the sun uh, and 
you know, just, just honestly figuring it out as I went because the other shop was kind of the same, you know, there's like maybe two people there and, and it was just, it wasn't, there wasn't like a business plan, you know, it was just like, oh, we have these machines and people know that where we are. So we're always printing t-shirts. And if we don't want to print t-shirts, like let's go fishing or whatever. And I, and I didn't like that. I'm like, no, like, like we're going to get this. Let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, but that's, uh, that's really, you know, again, I didn't start with the business plan. My, uh, my initial intention with the business was to be low key. Uh, I I didn't want walk-in traffic. I experienced that with the other shop and that really, that really sucked. Uh, because yeah. it was just people like coming in wanting to bullshit, really. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so I, I just was, I was in this like really kind of remote part of Austin where definitely there wasn't going to be any foot traffic. And yeah. I was print for some of the bands that I had been on tour with and, and some of the people that here in Austin that, that I knew. Uh, and, and yeah, so just kind of figuring out as I like, and I feel like even today, you know, 16 years later, I'm still like figuring it out <laughs> as we go, figuring you it know? Out. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, that's and, a humble spot to be. Yeah. And, and you know, what, what's really interesting, I find in, in this situation, especially with entrepreneurs in, in this mm-hmm. space, we get into this because we love screen printing, because yeah. we love print. But as you continue to grow your business, you are doing less and less of that. It's an inter- funny spot, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like the story of like the graphic designer who loves the craft of doing the design work, and they get so good and so good that they're promoted within the agency, and now they're a creative director. They're not really doing the design, but they're looking and helping manage a team of people doing the design. And they're like, oh, I, I really miss like doing the design work i don't want to be this manager guy but you end up there yeah and and that's that's kind of a pitfall in the in the print shop world uh that it's like well the best printer uh will usually got kind of get promoted to like a production manager (laughs) yeah exactly but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best production manager or they're the best manager of people or even managers of themselves because yeah. they're just like, they show up to work, they, 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 they see what their schedule is and they're really great printers. And it's like, okay, like I can do this really well, but that doesn't mean that they can do really anything else really well, right? Yeah. Um, and fortunately right now, the people that we have in the positions that are, is like, they deserve it. They, they, they know how to do it, they're earning it. I apologize, I yeah. was, uh, had it on do not disturb. Uh, but anyway, they, um, uh, but I've experienced that before where yeah. the, you know, oh, he, he's a, he's a great printer and he knows how to run the machines and, you know, he can direct his small little team within, within like a project or, or, or on the press, but that doesn't mean like he could manage the schedule or other people or discipline mm-hmm. people or anything like that. And so that's, I'm hardly on the print floor. That's why when I go out to these things, I'm so, like, I love doing workshops. I yeah. love doing live printing and being in yeah. front of people to like, uh, like spread the gospel of print. <laughs> yes. And uh, because I'm extremely, just though I don't like do it, it's not my day to day. 
yeah. uh, I still very much love it. Still very much passionate, yeah. and I and I still do print when I'm creating my own art. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I. The position that I'm in now, it's really allowing for me to, uh, I, I am kind of a natural leader uh, and mm-hmm. kind of can motivate people and get people like to kind of like, hey, let's go and, and follow yeah. me through like if I have a vision, I can, I can express that vision and people are going to understand it and they can like forge behind me. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I feel like I'm making more of an impact. Uh, mm-hmm. and a difference in, in the world, not just by, by being like locked behind a squeegee because I love that and I, that's yeah. where I want to be. Yeah. I, I feel that, that I'm going to let other people that are honestly better than me. I'm not the best printer at the shop, you know, by mm-hmm. any means. Uh, however, I do have like decades of experience over some of these other printers that are very good where I can yeah. come in and say, what about this? Right, yeah. like I have the, like a yeah. bird's eye view of of how something can run, and yeah. so I and and also, you know, when you're in a project and, and you're so in it, you don't see some really obvious things totally. that really make it because you're in it, right? You're in yeah. the forest. You're like, well, I don't see the trees, right? And so somebody else comes in and says, "What about this?" Or this is really good, but have we yeah. have we tried this? And so that's where I can come in and be that outside perspective because, you know, they're just inside the screen, like, what's going on? I can come out, zoom out and say, what about this and this? And really offer solutions based on, based on my experience, based Mm -hmm. on, uh, you know, having a a bigger view of a, of a situation than what they have. Uh, and I feel (laughs) I feel very validated when I come in and I say, well, what about this? And it's the solution that actually works or it's the solution yeah, that gets sure. us to a better product or something like that. So it's like, okay, cool. I still got it. Yeah. And hearing you talk about, you know, that you're in this business owner leaders position now, but you know, you still love to get like, get in there and like make some print and stuff like that. I, that resonates really strongly with me because my background is in like the offset print and digital print world. I ran presses, I did bindery and finishing and all of that kind of stuff, worked my way backwards through the process for the first decade of my, or not quite a decade, eight years probably of my whole like 19 years in that print game. And through my time in being in sales and marketing for side of print, I often thought like, like put me back on press. Like, let me see if I got it still. Mm -hmm. Let me like, Mm -hmm. see if I can just crank through some print, print some cool stuff, you know, get it, get it going. Like I used to be able to, um, still haven't had anybody take me up on that opportunity, but (laughs) maybe one day, um, what what kind of, what kind of presses did you run? I ran Heidelberg presses. So GTO two, GTO four. So like a little bit older stuff and then started running an SM 52 before, I moved up into plating, then did plating for a little bit, and then moved on to sales, account management, and, and that side of the business. Right. It's like you keep you. They, it's weird how the 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 progression of a position yeah. within a print shop, or yeah. I suppose like even a design agency, you start to like now we we have 
you know, management course training for people, yeah. you know, it's, 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 uh, it's like, well, you, you have all the skills, but maybe you don't have the, the know how to manage people, but here's yeah. some courses or things like that to kind of help you understand how to do these things. But a lot of people are like, I never thought that I would be managing people or, or going yeah. into this world. Like I just want to print, you know? And then there's other people <laughs> that are ambitious. You know, I have a, a guy that started on the press and now he's like the sales manager. Right. Yeah. So like it, it, you know, it's different, different strokes, obviously, yeah. but it's just really interesting. The, that dynamic at a yeah. workplace and the growth of a particular individual, what yeah. does that look like? You know, what could that be if they don't want to be a manager? Yeah, you know, I, I will say though that having that production experience and press running experience was a huge leg up when I moved into sales and like the account management side. Because I'd see files that a client sends in for something and I go, I get, immediately I could flag it right there and be like, hey, we got to make these changes versus, you know, it getting to pre-press, then maybe even it gets to, to on to press and then they're at the press check and like, whoa, this isn't looking like what I thought. Right. You know, so it gave me a different perspective to look at things on that client side. And I don't know, it made me like less sales guy and more like. So, so, so to that point, uh, for the longest time, up until only kind of like recently, like pre-pandemic, uh, yeah. we were, I, I was only interested in, in bringing on, uh, uh, we'll just say for right now, sales people, but that's not, that's not their position. It never has been what their position mm -hmm. is called. But for the sake of this, it's like, uh, People that I recruited to be salespeople, like I needed them to be a printer because you yes. need to be able to speak with like with authority and and experience exactly what you were saying. You know, you look at a file, you can flag it immediately, and then that just yeah. provides better customer experience uh, and totally. and and all of that type of stuff. And so that was that was a requirement. You know, and then, it, and then it was like, it, that's really hard to find people that have that background that want to do customer service. Because when it comes to customer service, I have, I have a few, you know, a few like points. It's, um, mm -hmm. it's what I tell people when they join, especially on that department, is you got to have thick skin and you can't take anything personally yeah. and also need you to understand that this is where it's heavy. You're responsible for somebody else's happiness. Mm -hmm. Let's call it satisfaction, right? Yep. But you know, I use happiness and that's big because you know, that you shouldn't, anybody shouldn't be responsible for somebody else's happiness, you know, not even like husband and wife, like, can be responsible <laughs> totally. for their happiness. You can help facilitate yeah. that and understand them and all of those things. But yeah. you know, you're not happy. I, 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 that's not my responsibility. And yeah. so it, it's, 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 a, it's, it's heavy though, because a creation art projects, mm -hmm. the way that I look at those things, it's a creation. That's a child, you know? And so yeah. like somebody's trusting you with their baby. And yeah. if you come, if you turn their baby back into them, not 
looking the way that they, you know, or whatever, like in the same yeah, state. What did you do to my baby? Exactly. It, it's um, yeah. that. That's 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 a huge. It, it's a huge blow. Uh, yeah. uh, or trust, reputation, like all of these things, like totally. you know. So it, Huge. you know, it's like I say that so that way they're 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 even ultra aware, right? Yep. And, and when I was just kind of going back to the positions, they're not they're not sales. Yep. Uh, their their position is print consultant yep. because essentially that's what we're doing. I mean, we're glorified order takers, right? Like, yes. You know, we work comes into us. What can I get you? What do you want? What do you want to drink with that? You know, it's like essentially yeah. that, you know, but we need to be able to see what their vision is and how that goes through our process and ensures that yes. it looks the way that they're expecting it or even looks the way that we're proofing it out to be, uh, you know, the digital yeah. mock-up. And it's so they're like design and vision that you're taking your production knowledge and expertise to match up to achieve that exactly like that is, it has to work and, together and, and and duplicate and like replicate duplicate you know like yeah. we're making we're making we we make lots of one thing to make it accessible and specific to art you know like mm -hmm. like we'll take somebody's original and screen print it and now it's accessible not like just like for one in quantities and two like in price it's mm -hmm. not the same cost yeah. as an original but it, it like we're sharing we're helping spread their message their vibe their feelings their their emotions totally. like this is important to them it's important to the world art is culture mm -hmm. like this is an important thing that we're doing and so to being able to understand that going into this position gives you it sets you up for more success uh yeah. and not just for yourself like success for yourself is like just going home and being like ah no, like all the projects like like finished out the way they were supposed to right uh yeah. but but you know it, it's it's uh it, it's 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 a tough it's it's tough to have that responsibility but when you explain it and give them the context uh you know as the leader you i think it's extremely important that you're always giving the why and, and the context of the situation. That way people yeah. can kind of buy into it. Like, well, I don't really yeah. like this. I don't understand why we're doing this, but this is why we're doing it. This is why we need this to happen. And like, oh, well that makes sense. You know, it's for the yeah. betterment of everybody, which is going to be the betterment for them. So 100%. it's, uh, it, it's just, it's, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, Tony, I want to get into like a little bit of like storytelling for industry because the one part that I really enjoy hearing about is a business is grinding along and you know, you've been in here doing this for 16 years, started just picking up some Craigslist equipment and trying it out. Now you're like industry print shop. Like people know you, you're, you're out there, they know the name, they know the brand, the reputation. What was like the first project that really just kicked off growth, put your name on the map? Like what was the one that was like, where you as a business owner went, holy crap, this is, this is a big deal. Oh, congratulations. You stumped me. <laughs> um, well, the, the other, I feel, the other... I feel like, I feel like 
there there was moments along the way you mm-hmm. know that really kind of i don't think it's it part it's hard to pinpoint one yeah. uh to go into the other to go into the other uh, i think mm-hmm. there was definitely like stages and, and places because when we started off like the clients that i was already printing for and you know the, a remote part of austin and things like that like i was i was really happy with the caliber of work uh, or the caliber of client if you will uh yeah. like it it wasn't just like family reunion or like jerseys or something like that it was you know it was for a brand it was for a bmx brand that you know has it's you know the probably one of the biggest BMX brands that's here in Austin. It was Empire. Awesome. And so to be able to like, I already felt, I was already fortunate to have like a really nice book of business. And, and I would say though, uh, whew, hmm, I can't remember the year, but the, I, I would say that uh, my buddy, my buddy Bart, who's kind of like, uh, you know, he's, he's just like, you know, he's always, he's, he's like the, <laughs> like how I was saying, like, you, you're the, you're the extra member of the band, right? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. the merch guy, but I'm in this band. It's kind of like Bart, you know, but he's just <laughs> like, well, he's in this, he's part of this company, but he's just kind of like my friend and, you know, he's, yeah. he's I love I, Bart. Had great conversations. Bart's amazing. Bart, Bart's the, yeah. you know, he's awesome. But, um, um, we, we went to Flatstock at South by, and he was the one that really kind of opened up the world for me, uh, to like gig poster printing. And then it, there was even a scene for it that, you know, I, I, I was printing, you know, I was printing posters, but it wasn't, I wasn't designing them or going out to like be like like be a part of this community and I'm mm-hmm. walking around and I'm just like, there's no way like this, the work was just, you know, it was, it was the, the top of the top, you know, the yeah. design work, the print work, like everything was, it, it, it like, I wanted to like just go into a hole and just be like, I'll never be able to, we'll never be at flat stock, <laughs> you know? And, and I would say that, the other thing that Bart did really well for, or like really helped out with was introduce again, another subset of you know, our business is designers, you know, introducing design, me to designers and that there's a whole community of people that are, that are, that's all they do. That's what they live and breathe. And, and, uh, and to printmaking, like to like poster gig posters. So, so I, there was always this like, oh, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day we'll, we'll be at Flatstock. And there's this design agency, poster printers, designers uh, here in Austin that's like, I mean, legendary, uh, the Decoder Ring, the Decoder Ring Design Concern. And funny enough, we were in this really large warehouse on, on the east side of Austin. And their studio was on, uh, like, on our, on the property, but, like, <laughs> way up front to the street. Like, our property was, like, pushed back, like, or the building was yeah. pushed back from the street. And they had this little house that was, like, right 
right, right up at the parking lot of, of us, but like at the street. And mm-hmm. they had, they were, they were screen printers. They, they made some amazing posters, like award-winning published posters. Like, I mean, just really great work. And we, we did a project for them. We printed a poster for them. And for whatever reason, I mean, maybe they, they just didn't want to or there wasn't time. It was a rush job because they were also a, a design agency. So they were doing other things where they couldn't necessarily yeah. drop design work to go and work on a press, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they, fed us, they fed us a job and we, we delivered to their expectations. Like they mm-hmm. were really happy with it. And they started, it's like, then we just started, like they were just sending us everything. Even They designed it. They don't want to print it anymore. They were, they were done printing. They're like, ah, I don't want to yeah. be, like they really like designing. That's what they're good at. Like they're also good printers, but they, they would rather design uh, mm-hmm. and be creative in that way. And so we started doing all the printing for them. The cool thing too was they printed for other poster designers. They were, you know, pseudo print nice. shop, right? They're, like, mm-hmm. They print some other people's stuff or they would let um, people use their equipment, right? To come in and like Bobby Dixon, our creative director, like back in the day, would just go into the decoder ring and, and print his stuff. Cool. But, um, uh, and Bobby Dixon's another one that was just like, oh, well, you know, always like very intimidated when he was around, like, oh, that's Bobby Dixon, you know? And, and, uh, and so I think that it was once we gained their trust, the decoder ring, that at least for the poster side of the business, which is a very small part of our business, like numbers wise, it's, it's like maybe 10, 15% of our business. It's not our meat and potatoes, but it's the one department. It's the one thing that gives us the most street cred, right? So we really, with, with gaining their trust, and, and people like hitting them up for posters to, hey, here's my new job. Can you fit me in? They're like, nope, yeah. go, go to industry. These are our dudes. Like they, they've proven themselves. Yeah. And so much so that they, when they moved out of that studio, they were like, you just want our equipment? Because we were, we were manually printing. We were like pulling yeah. squeegee, you know, large squeegees. And they had an automatic, you know, semi-automatic clamshell. And it's like, yeah, please. And so they, they just really, they just gave it to us. And we, that, that pretty much like after that, then, you know, Bobby Dixon from Collective Fusion and then, you know, Jared from Mexican Chocolate, like all of these like Austin gig poster designers was like, okay, well, we're just going to go to industry. And then it was like everything just kind of followed suit after that. Um, also in like, like big shout out to, to Dakota ring because in the, in the sense of like, when did you start to feel like you were growing and things like that was like, fortunately for us, we, we, we started business and like right before Austin was getting crazy, like, you know, yeah. real popular and I'll, I'll, like, you know, there was always new people coming in, but it really started to kind of tick up, uh, like in the late, you know, 2000s, 2010, 2011 kind of thing is when Austin was really kind of becoming, you know, a destination. Yeah. And with all of that, 
comes growth in the city and other businesses growing. And the majority of our clients were other local businesses. So the more that they grew, we grew. And not only are we growing along with this one business, right? But these many, many businesses, right? So like we were just kind of growing within the community and uh, you know, the, the Dakota ring was, they were doing uh, branding and identity for some of these, you know, new uh, businesses that are, that are now like making Austin, Austin. Right. And that was, I will say this, that I, I moved in Austin in 99. However, I, I felt like I, I really kind of been living in Austin since like 97, because 96, 97, because I'd come up as much time as I could. Right. Like mm-hmm. still in high school, but go to Austin, I can sleep on couches, go to shows, like just like every chance I got, I was like coming to Austin. Yeah. And, and something that I, I wanted was to become a, a place that made Austin, Austin. And I wanted to service the, the people, the, the businesses, the, the restaurants, the bars, the venues that made Austin, Austin. Right. And so once we started to become like, like once we started getting some of those clients, it's like, man, like I'm, I'm really feeling good about what we're doing here. We're contributing yeah. not only to the growth of these businesses, but the growth of the city. Awesome. And and so uh, they and now like they, they did a ton of design branding for all these uh, like like breweries that that really like took off and and. It's like, well, if you need merch, these are the guys, right? And so yep. luckily everybody, like, we just, we just jive and gel really well with, with the, it's like we found our people, you know, our people yep. found us as well. Like it goes both ways where it just feels good to work with these clients. Uh, something, yep. something that I picked up from Aaron Draplin, we did a workshop together at the first crop and I love, I love Aaron because he makes you feel like he's a, he's obviously everybody's there to see him. Right. But like he makes you feel like you're more important than he is. Right. Yeah. And so he was going on about we're as designers. Very lucky and very fortunate to be able to work with our buddies and work with our friends. It's not like you're not excited to call like your insurance sell like representative right because they're not your yeah. buds and there's also not within what you do professionally but to be yeah. able to work with your friends work with people that you like and and it's within what you do professionally that's that's extremely that's extremely like rare and like yeah. let's not forget that and for him to say those things with like with him talking about me it's like you're I was like, oh, like, you like working with me, you know, like we, we had done projects with him and, and things like that. And, and, and that's, that's, that's something that I really appreciate about having the shop is being able to connect with people that, that, that can ride our wave, you know, they fill our frequency. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's everything. That's, that's so huge to be able to just your interactions are with people that want to interact with you. And so, um, 
you know, that was, that was another thing was just, you know, our clients growing, uh, us getting in essentially on the ground floor of these clients that were starting out and then just kind of blew up. Uh, I would say though, that there was this one instance I, you know, I was collecting, I'm a, I love art, um, was yeah. doing a lot of street art, um, wheat pasting, screen printing, and then wheat pasting posters like into the night and stuff like that. It's kind of also what gave yeah. industry the, the street cred. But within that, I became, let's just call it obsessed with some other street artists that were like really doing it, right? Uh, of course, Shepard, right? Corso Bay. Um, and, and like morning breath, 100%. And there was this, there was this other street art duo, um, fail from New York. And I, I was, I was very, very fond and still very am very fond of fail and their work. Uh, very inspired by it. I, I collect a lot of their pieces and, and uh, there was, uh, they were doing this ballet or that the New York City Ballet was, a, they have an artist series. And mm -hmm. so they were part of this artist series. And I, at that time I was, I was collecting, right? Finding work that I could actually maybe afford because it's fine art and it's not extremely accessible. Even a screen printed poster <laughs> yeah. is not very accessible for myself, but I was able to like, find some pieces and collect them and, and things like that. And uh, so I'm on just randomly like my weekly like eBay browsing, you know, window shopping spree. And I come across these tickets to the ballet. And they were like, I mean, I think I ended up getting them for like 35, 40 bucks, like a pair of them. And I just bought them. I was like, well, I'm just gonna get this without even going to my wife Jennifer and saying, Hey, yeah. let, like, let's go to the ballet in New York. And, and she yeah. was pregnant too. Right. So, so, um, I get the tickets and I tell her about it and we're like, all right, cool. Let's, let's go, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And very much so like the way that I kind of made my way in with these bands back in the day was I was genuine. I was a genuine fan. I genuinely yeah. was inspired by these people and I would go up to them if I was able to and thank them for coming in and like, or let give them a, a story of how, you know, how a particular song on repeat, like changed my life or whatever the case, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That shit happened. And, um, that when you hear that as a creative, it, it really, and it, you, especially when it, when somebody's saying it and they really mean it, like you can yeah. feel that you feel that to the core, right? You yeah. feel that all the way down because that's something that you, you want to happen, right? You like, like that's, I'm glad that my feelings, my emotions, my creations are touching you in the way that I intended them to. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would approach, I kind of approach that in, in everything, you know, like go and tell people that you appreciate what they're doing if you're a true yeah. fan. Like, don't yeah. just say, hey, I really like your work. Just like, what is it about their work that like, really resonates with you? That's what they want to hear. That's what they want to know, right? And so go to the ballet, go to New York, do the home thing, 
go to ba- go to the ballet and and they're it's it's Patrick and Patrick and Patrick and Patrick are they're mingling they're kind of doing their thing and I'm like oh my oh my oh oh it, it's it's Patrick and Patrick. it's fail like oh my goodness I was getting the vapors right <laughs> and so I was like. Mm. I want to talk to him. Oh, it's an art show. Oh, it's a ballet. It's about to start. Oh, I want to talk to him. No, I don't. And finally, I was just like, cool, I'm, I'm going in. And yeah. so I was like, hey, guys, like, it, 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 was, uh, it was just one of them. The other one I kind of walked away with. I was like, I, like, I'm Tony. Uh, I, I, I love your work. Uh, I'm a screen printer because most of their work is screen printing. Now they have like hand painted cool. things, but, but most of the work is like screen printing. And I was like, I'm a screen printer and I really love and appreciate like what you guys are doing and how, how it, you know, screen printing is on an elevated, uh, art platform. And they're the Mm. ones like, of course, like Shepard, there's other people, but it was, it was them. They were really pushing the envelope with, you know, 30, 40 color screen prints and things like that. Right. Like just, just really making really beautiful prints. And so I just kind of like spilled out all my guts to Patrick and, and, and I was like, man, I would love to like, I'm, I'm in town, you know, you know, this is what's going on with my pregnant wife, right? Like drive my pregnant <laughs> wife up here. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and I was like, it, it's totally cool if not, but like, I would really love to kind of just check out your studio just because of the, I would love to see your print set up and how you guys yeah. do things. Mm-hmm. And, and especially too, it's like, I wanted to, I wanted to see what, how they did things because I was also making work and I was putting it on the streets yeah. and, and I had my own techniques for it, but I was just like, yeah. what, what do the, what do the masters do? What are the, you know, who, what are they doing? And so they're like, ah, it's kind of closed doors. Yeah. Like we don't really let anybody in there, like save maybe for yeah. like juxtapose if they want to come in and do an interview or something. And I was like, I was like, cool. Yeah. I get it. Completely understand. And he's like, well, Give me, give me. He starts writing down something, hands it over to me. He's like, it was a phone number. He was like, 10 o'clock tomorrow, give me a call. If I'm there, if I, and if I have time, because I don't know yet, but if I'm there and if I have time, like, may, maybe, maybe you can come through for a little bit. Man, 9.59, bro, in the hotel room. <laughs> I had that phone out. I was like, it's you know, ready. I was ready to go. Like, yeah. I had the number dialed and I was just like sitting there and straight up 10 a.m like right on the dot i maybe gave it 15 seconds right i was like i don't want to yeah i don't want to be seen too be too too, pushy let's give it like 15 yeah let's give it at least a quarter you know and so um i called and patrick answers and you know i love how they like people answer phones like at you know places like that studio you know i was like oh hey uh look for patrick's tony the screen printer from last night he's like oh yeah he's like hey man yeah so our address, like, come on through. And so uh, we went and essentially, like, you know, it was going to be just like whatever we could, whatever they could afford in time. And we ended up of being course. there like almost all day. And wow. I, I kind of went through their, like, their setup and, and actually like kind of gave them tips. They were like, oh, we're having yeah. problems with this. And I was like, well, what did, did you try this? Did you do this? And they're like, oh, wow, no, we've never done it. You're like, that's a really great idea. And, I was like, oh, I'm yes. able to help them, right? Like, that was amazing. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like, started that relationship with them. And, you know, maybe it was like a 
maybe a year, couple years later, always still staying in contact and, and just being in touch with them. But uh, they reached out and they were like, we, we need some help. We, we, you know, let's, can we make, we want to make some t-shirts. So uh, then we ended up doing like a Pearl Jam poster that they d designed and, and then just started doing like, oh, there's these other posters that they can't get done. And so when, when we started working with Fail, I feel as like when that really, I felt like, okay, like we're, we're somebody, we're yeah. somebody, right? Like we can, we can be really proud of the work like not that we weren't but it was like another like justification like this it's, is it's, it's another level right like every time you have that was like just level up moments the, the, absolutely and what's you know it's like what's interesting about screen printing is that you can use the exact same process the exact same technique and and, and on the exact same t-shirt right yeah and it walks out the door and it really depends on what's on it that really de determines the value of what that is, right? Because yeah. everything, all, everything else is the same, but it could just be like, you know, a family reunion shirt, which has like really like no value other than like sentimental va value to like to that a few dozen people, right? Screen print a Nike check on it. Yeah, or we could screen print, or you could go through the same process and put Supreme or the hundreds on it and it, then it's like, oh, this exact same T-shirt is now $150, right? And is highly coveted and is now a part of like popular culture and something that's going to be preserved for time. And, yeah. and, and the same thing with posters. It's like we could print a poster, uh, same, same process, same amount of colors, uh, and, and it walks out. And maybe it's just like a promo poster for something, right? Yeah. Or it's a fine art print for Roger Gassman, right? And, and you know, that, that's, gonna be in, that's gonna be on display at, in the Beyond the Streets exhibit, right? Like, and that sell for $800 each, right? And then like, it's the same thing. It's like, well, now this is, this is culture. This is art, yeah. this is high, you know? And so to, to be able to like <clears throat> understand that what we do, it, it's all, it's, it's all how we perceive it. It's all mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And if we approach it where it's like, we're, we're responsible for creating culture, like yeah. things, like things don't like there's designs and, and there's, you know, people can be, you know, do things on screen and have really great ideas, but like, it's, it's that other part of it, like that, that brings it together. It's, it's the male and the female, it's the mommy and the daddy, right? Like yeah. that, like makes something and the, the, I'm, it doesn't matter for me. I'm okay. I'm good. Um, but, but it's, it's sometimes I feel like it's a shame that all the credit goes to the designer or the artist because the, the print, like, again, I, I'm not trying to say like printers should sign their, the prints as well next to the artist. It's not anything like that. And, and I'm good. Well, I like, think you're onto something there. Like I said, like, I'm good. I don't, I don't yeah. need that. Like I'm proud. I'm, I'm fulfilled within the work that we turn over to the client. Um, because that's just, they're, they're going to be the ones that like, mm. Hey, like you want something good printed. These are the guys. Uh, they're the ultimate, those are the real salespeople. Right. But <clears throat> that, that, having that perception really helps 
make you feel good about what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that you, what you're doing matters. And so that that's, or you can just be like, eh, I'm just printing t-shirts. Well, it's like, well, no, you're, you're printing something that's going to be preserved. There is, yeah. we went to, <clears throat> after the, into the woods, we went to Seattle, yeah. went to the museum of popular culture and cool. in the museum behind glass are the two screens that of Nirvana, these are the first Nirvana t-shirts. Their screens were behind glass and the ink was still on it. And it was just like, you know, gnarly. It's like, yes, like this matters. What we do matters. And we're like, we need to be responsible for what we're doing. And if you, if you approach things like that, then it's, it becomes a, like a a mission. It becomes a purpose as opposed to (laughs) just like, a job. And yeah. so no, I, yeah. I totally agree with that because it's, it's sort of, you know, your funny, your comparison of the family reunion shirt to like a Supreme shirt. It's so true. You know, you're the same process. It's, it comes down to brand and how important is that to the person that's ultimately going to buy that or whatever. Um, we talked about a few, you know, wins on the business trajectory. I wondered now if you had, you know, a story for me where things didn't go well, because we all know that that happens in business and growth. When did things not go well? What did that feel like? Um, You know, how did you get through that? What was the end result of that? The very first uh, to one of those stories, the very first one, uh, the very, I, the first major mistake. And I mean, it was very, 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 very early. You know, you know, maybe months after I opened and I was printing for, uh, another BMX company that mm-hmm. empire had recommended us to, and they wanted to print this, like, it was like four or five color design over on hoodies, but over the zipper and over the pockets. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew that. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Fuck that, bro. No, I could not. I could not. I mean, at the same time, too, like, a, not that it's not that it's even that much more doable, but it's way easy. It's easier on, on an automatic press. Um, yeah. But, you know, I was still I was still hand pulling everything at that time. I mean, you know, it was a few months in. we didn't go automatic for like years and years. Mm-hmm. But um, I I didn't I didn't stop when I should ha- should have I didn't mm-hmm. I just kept going and ended up ruining like the entire order of zip up American apparel hoodies which is fucking mm-hmm. crazy expensive right like like that was a like if I let it the amount of like like the the failure of that project I, I, it could have, I could have just let it like be the end of us, right? The end of the shop. It was, it was that bad. Um, I, 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 I can't remember what ended up happening. Honestly, I don't, I mean, obviously we canceled the order. Um, and maybe they went somewhere else or I know at one point, Maybe, I don't think it was right after, like, they refined the design. Like, they whittled it way down because yeah. I think they were experiencing the same issues at other places that, like, this idea was just a little too ambitious for, yeah. for like, this process. It's not to say that it can't happen, but 
probably is best going to be done as a cut and sew project or something like that. So mm-hmm. uh, that was that was a big learning thing to be able to un- like uh, like tap in, n- know what like when something is going to is is outside of the realm of what's yeah. possible with the tools that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was, that was a huge, that was a huge, like just general, like fuck up, man. Like, you know, yeah. I should have stopped. Uh, I should have, you know, red flagged it way sooner and done all these other things. But you know, I was just trying to get through it. That's what I thought was the right thing to do. Uh, and in hindsight, I, I know better now. Uh, yeah. and, and you know, there's, there's always failures. There's always yeah. job errors. There's always something like that. And again, it's kind of like, look, you know, something that, that, that allows me to go to sleep at night is knowing that if we failed on something, it, it's just t-shirts. It's just yeah. t-shirts. It's just yeah. paper. It's just a poster. We're not saving lives here. You know, like we're not a surgeon. Where if we, you know, have a job error, nobody's like hurt, somebody's like fucked, it. you know, um, yeah. like it's just t-shirts. And so, yeah. um, having, having both mindsets is, I feel like extremely necessary to be able to stay yes. passionate, but also to stay sane, like yeah. passionate, like the work that we do matters. We're responsible yeah. for culture. What we are going to do yeah. is going to be preserved. And then also, it's just it's just an object. It's just something. It can be replaced. Yeah. If we need to redo the project, it's going to suck, but we can just redo the project, right? We're not, we can't redo somebody's life. So having, through all, all the failures, I feel like the, I didn't have that mindset. It took me, it took me all these decades of life to kind of get to this mindset of like where I'm at now, which I'm really happy with. Yeah. And you know, it keeps me passionate and it also yeah. keeps me sane. Uh, so uh, I would say the other thing though, as far as like failures and things like that is, is a lot of times it's just the thing that you didn't get into business for in the first place, which is employees, mm-hmm. you know, like that yeah. and dealing with that and all the shortcomings that come with that uh, mm-hmm. is, is something else that, that I think kind of gets rarely talked about as like, yeah. as like somebody that's responsible for making print. It's like, people are like, what's, yeah. what's the worst project you ever took on? Or what was your biggest mess, mistake? It's like, I mean, sometimes it's not even a project. It's sometimes it's yeah. like internal, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I think Tony, the last kind of question I want to kind of wrap this one up with here is you as the business owner, um, uh, just to get this context, I have another podcast called The Quickie Podcast where mm-hmm. I do interviews with graphic designers and it's all storytelling based. And one of the questions that I ask on the show is what is a new skill that you have recently learned or are currently learning? So I thought that would be an interesting question to pose to you as the, you know, the guy who sometimes wants to be on press just pulling squeegees to the guy who now has staff and you know a business that he runs. You know, What is a new skill that you are looking to learn, currently learning? Yeah. Um, I, I, I get asked, I've been, I've been asked this before when I tell the story about being in a band, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you, you're so passionate about music. 
and you're so passionate and then you're over it and mm -hmm. obviously you're very passionate about about you know printing and all of that what what are you like are you gonna are you gonna get over it are you gonna wake up one day and be just be over it and mm -hmm. and i don't know I, I don't like i don't know what that answer is honestly but it hasn't happened yet uh i'm past the 10 year mark and i'm still like really excited about what what we've done and what we've what we've built and you know what we're yeah. what we're planning and continue to do and so um i i have though very recently in the past couple of years found my a new passion and that's coaching youth sports right on. and that i was on a i was on a, a podcast the shirt show and they were asking how has running a business like oh there probably is something like uh oh it's, it's probably easy you know because of, of or like you know since you run a business you, you probably are are like a not like probably helps you be a better coach right and honestly mm -hmm. it's, it's the other way around like being really? being being a coach has helped me be a better manager because when you're coaching kids like you have to be patient you have to you know you have to be supportive you have to listen and you know there's a lot of empathy that's that's required and that those opportunities with the kids being in a leadership position with them helps me exercise those muscles more frequently than a day-to-day -day, right it's real it's real easy to lose your patience when you're in the office every single time and this you know like they keep asking the same question supposed to yeah. like cool um i understand that you're keep asking this question what what how what i i don't even ask them I'm like to me i'm starting to ask myself like what am i doing or what am i not doing that yeah. that i need to fix to be able to get them to understand what their yeah. what their directive you is you got to communicate this or whatever exactly and so within that Within doing those things, um, uh, that's that's my new passion, and and I'm I I started to really dive in to uh, just just and, and I, I have been on a wellness journey for probably the last yep. you know seven years or so, and mm -hmm. within that you know first comes like getting your body in shape, and then you when you start to do that and you feel good, you start to like realize that there's a lot, everything's in your head. It's perspective. It's your self-talk. It's, it's, yeah. you know, visualizations, meditations. And, and within all of that, I, uh, became, I, I got really, really fascinated with breath work and mm -hmm. I, uh, so much so that I wanted to just know as much as possible that I got certified as a breath coach. Uh, oh, so a, a yoga breath instructor, uh, yeah. and I like to, uh, use those skills to the kids because it's just science. There's the, the way you control your breath, you can control your emotions and how you can react to something or even like switch your, switch your, uh, your nervous system to fight or flight or rest and digest. Like you can do that through your breath, right? And, wow. and so that has also, so I, I did that 
that was, uh, I think I completed that in, at the end of 21. No, at the end of last year. It's towards the end of last year, 22. And uh, then I am currently in a, in, a, in a course to get certified as a, uh, uh, a mind performance coach. So cool. mind performance is, is like the science and, and art of knowing how to use certain tools to be able to get yourself in an elite mindset. And you're thinking like mm-hmm. Mamba mentality type of thing, right? Like Kobe Bryant, like that, that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But also what that it, it's my goal when I'm coaching these kids, it's like, I don't care if you're better at basketball or softball at the end of the day. What I care about is that I, I make it a point to teach them, mm-hmm. you know, things that they can, that they can control that will, that will only help them be more successful in life. Just empowers them. A- absolutely. And, and, you know, the things yeah. I tell my kids, it's like some of these things that I'm learn when I'm 43 and I'm telling like, okay, let's take a step back. You know, my daughter is 13 and my son's 10, right? Like, yeah. what, like up until like, just like maybe a few years ago, right? Like, like I, let's just say I've experienced a lot of success in life mm-hmm. with, with the, with touring and with, I, I've lived a very full life. I would, I'm, I, I am happy. I'm not empty. Like there's this die empty, like get all of your creative juices out. Like I'm not empty yet. But if I, if my time is up, I feel that I've lived a very fulfilled life mm-hmm. and, and I've, I've been able to do that with negative self-image, with negative self-talk, with not having the right kind of like growth mindset and perspective yeah. or, or any of these things that I'm learning now and I'm telling them if I had known this when I was your age, yeah. I could always be game over lights out by now, right? Because considering mm-hmm. what I've done and have achieved, it, like, I did that through my own, like, shit in my head, yeah. Yeah. right? I did that. I persisted. I persisted through the negativity that I was feeding myself. And so what if I didn't do that? What if I, like... And I was still as, as, uh, as ambitious as I, as I am. And I'm just like that, that, that kind of makes me sad. Right. But it it doesn't matter. Like I just want them to be able to take that and know that we, you don't have to, we don't have to give into our own negativity and, 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 if we don't, then we're going to be greater versions of ourselves. So I tell my yeah. kids that, but I'm also telling teams of kids that, right? Like yeah, giving them, so this is what, this is, these are the, here's some like little keys to the universe here, right? Like, mm-hmm. like yesterday's lesson at softball was visualization, right? So yeah. like see it and feel it, not only imagine it in your head, but feel what you hitting a home run like, what would that, what would you feel like? Like yeah, you, yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you start to like feel really good about it. Right. Like I'm not even on the field and I think about it and I'm like, 
my 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 heart starts rushing and I'm feeling like I, I get happy. Yeah. Here's the science behind that. If you can feel that feeling, your brain doesn't know that it's just an imagination, that it's a visualization. Mm -hmm. If you feel, if your the, the physiology makes you feel like you did that, yeah, then your brain doesn't know that it's just imagination and what that does is it builds your confidence. And if you approach things with mm -hmm. confidence and knowing that you, you're, I see it and, and I'm going to go for it. And if it doesn't happen, at least you went for it. Right? Yeah. Like my mom told me, like, if you really, it was about a girl. I was in the middle school. I was like, I don't know. Like, I should talk to her. I don't think she likes me, whatever. And she was like, look, son, like in one hand, you already have no, you already don't have the girl's phone number or yeah. you, you know, and in this hand, there, there's a 50% chance here, right? So, mm -hmm. like, if you're good with already with what you have, then don't do any, you're just, you're good. You don't, it's like, but if there's something eating at you, then you right. should take your shot, right? Because there's a chance, there's a chance here. And then if, there, if, if it's gonna go one way, it's, it's gonna go one of two ways. It's gonna go your way or your, mm -hmm. not your way. And if it goes your way, great. If it doesn't go your way, don't let that get in your way. Learn from it, right? So that way the next time you have success. So just keep making these like uh, mind, it's not even mind tricks, but just understanding how the mind works and how mm. it's very unfortunate that it's not common knowledge that we are in our own way and yeah. and you know in this information uh you know everything just being spewed at you right now like, there's a lot of things that you know you're able to learn at a more accelerated speed and process and things like that um and so like with these kids maybe they'll get it but if i can get it to them in in irl right like here's here's how it works and this is this here's real life situations where you can employ this stuff it i think that that just continues to build their confidence building confidence building confidence like i'm good with who i am i'm proud of who i am i tried it's effort control your everything is like whatever you can control is what i expect you know mm -hmm. solid effort a good attitude you know like uh uh yeah. you know no negativity but like that all those types of things that that's what i'm most passionate about and that's what I'm learning about right now is my performance. And um, I am really, uh, I'm really, y'all should be scared, man. Y'all like, y'all <laughs> gonna watch out, <laughs> man. Let the, let the dam burst here and the flood's gonna come. Yeah. Not really, but, um, but yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, it's uh, I, I really love coaching kids. Um, yeah. And I'm not even like a big sports guy, right? Like I love yeah. basketball. Um, I love, I, I do like it as a, as a fan, but, Mm -hmm. man like like coaching kids on like how to play that that's a bit of a challenge and i've been learning that as well but yeah. it, i i focus on on the other things that are that are more important i feel than like yeah. can you hit the ball it's like how yeah. do you feel what if an, you don't hit the ball that's more important to me totally what an awesome answer and like a great way to sort of like put a stamp on this and wrap it up um that what an inspirational way to wrap it up i love that you're getting into the breath work stuff and mindset is so important. I'm learning that again, you know, I'm 38 and I'm 
I'm just learning to this kind of stuff, right? So coming into that kind of stuff. So again, you know, if I can pass some of that to my kids, get them tackling some of that earlier, mm-hmm. <clears throat> happy days, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tony, this has been amazing. I'm so glad we had the time to get into some of this stuff, the story of industry, your story, how you even got into this game in the first place. Loved hearing about the wins and some of those moments that helped you um, or allowed you and the business to level up. Love hearing the failure stories because there's lessons there. It's not win or lose, it's win or learn. Absolutely. So that's the way I look at things. So thank you, man. This has been awesome. Thank you for the opportunity to share this, Dave. I, I hope it resonates with people. I hope it brings some value to people and change, you know, perspective or just, you know, generally get somebody like motivated to like go out and like make, yeah. want to make something cool to work with a cool print shop to, to do that with, you know, like that, yeah. that's, uh, that's why I, I, I really hope that um, people take something out of this. Story time with Tony. I love it, man. Thanks, Dave. I told you this episode was awesome. Tony's awesome. Just great storytelling. So many lessons that you can pull from this, whether you're in the print game, running a print business, design business, doing design, whatever it is. Lots of life lessons from a wild journey in the creative space right now from Tony. Thank you so much for listening. Do not forget to check out all of the links down in the description of this podcast episode. Links to Industry Print Shop, links to the Print Ready Files checklist, links to International Print Day, Print Across America, all the cool things happening. I told you, October stacked. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.